welcome to Becoming Whole podcast. I am your host, Claire Bradshaw, a life coach and a yoga and meditation teacher. Join me as I explore with my guests what it means to live a life of wholeness and connectedness, a life where all parts of ourselves, our body, mind and spirit come together into alignment, where we're truly living into our own personal values and the fullest expression of who we are. So if you're a seeker, a feeler and someone wanting more from your precious life, then tune in every fortnight and let's grow together. Hello and welcome to episode number 33. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the biggest lessons and learnings I had in 2018. Now, I was hoping to get this out to you a little bit earlier than it's actually coming out. Um, It has been quite a full 2019 so far um the energy that um i've experienced during this 2019 has been very much one of action of really putting myself out there a lot more than i ever have previously um i've been running quite a lot of events um i've been working a lot more with my one-to-one clients and um things are going really really well and so it's been a very exciting start to the year but it's just meant that this podcast is a little bit later coming out than I had planned but I wanted to share it with you because I had quite a an incredible 2018 um you know I'm not sure what your 2018 was like but mine was very much um involved with going through quite a lot of um you know, the things that had happened in my past, um, uncovering some of the areas where I've been holding myself back, um, uncovering some patterns that were repeating in my life and trying to really work out what was behind those. So, um, and I did this through a process of delving deeper within myself. So things like meditation and journaling and um, practices of, um, you know, deep inquiry and deep listening mixed with um, finding additional support. So I do work with my own coach, um, more from a uh, business perspective, but also mixed with mindset. I also um, worked with some kinesiologists, I did some past life regression, um, I've done breath work, you know, I've done quite a few different things. um, And all of these things combined have really helped me to kind of move through um, a bunch of stuff that was keeping me a little bit um, sort of stagnated. So I want to go through the key lessons that I've had from 2018. So the first one is really knowing your personal why. Um, So, you know, working out what is it that you do and why do you do what you do and what's important to you and are you living your life in accordance with that? And then once you connect to your why, how are you being and then operating in the world from that place? How are you interacting with others and are you living in alignment there? And if you're not, why not? And then look to course correct that. So why is that one of my key lessons? Well, running a small business is a challenge. Many obstacles arise, not only sussing out how to work all of the technical aspects, but also how to um, work through some of the mindset pieces that arise. If I hadn't have done this deep inner work over the years, and you know, I've been doing this for about oh, five, six years, um, and you know, continuing to do this work, then I think it would have been really easy to throw all of this in. 
Um, But I found that knowing my why and connecting to this often really helps me to be lit up and gives me the purpose to keep showing up, especially in the challenging times. And this is so important because if we're not truly connected from the heart space in what we're doing and why we're doing, then um, either we reach specific goals and then we're like, "Mm, now what? Or we find that the, you know, the more challenging times, we can get to a place where we may give up if we're not truly connected to the why. And even if you don't have a business yourself, just by asking yourself why you do the work you do can really begin to unravel some answers for you. You know, are you doing the work you do just to pay the bills or just to have that job title so that you can look good in front of other people? Or are you doing it from a, um, you know, for a bigger purpose, something that connects deeper within? And it's no judgment if you find that, um, you know, you're, you're, you know, going through the motions and you're, um, you know, working to pay the bills, you know, we all do what we do where we can. However, if you're starting to feel a little bit mm, empty inside and starting to feel like there's something more for you and you want to be doing something that has maybe, you know, more of a meaning um, to yourself or, or to the world in general, then, you know, explore that because um, that's something that's really, you know, calling to you. Number two, listen to your body and your intuition daily. Spending some time every day in movement and also spending some time every day in stillness is so important. By moving the body first thing in the morning, it helps us to get out of our busy thinking mind and into our body. It gets the systems moving and it also helps to boost our metabolism. And stillness gives us the opportunity to hear what's happening within the body, to feel the breath, to feel the body touching the ground. And, you know, this is something that really has had a huge impact on me over the past year, Um, really starting to incorporate these practices on a daily basis, Um, because I've really noticed a difference when I haven't created some stillness in the day, or I haven't moved my body, I really notice the difference that it has on my day, the way I show up, but also the way I feel. Number three. Um, love is always the answer you know faith hope commitment are always available to us even when it gets hard even when things are not working out in our favor we always have a choice as to how we look at what happens in life in 2018 for me many things didn't go the way I had hoped with personal relationships with work however I know that I always have a choice either to wallow and give up or to pick myself up after a little wallowing time. Always give yourself a time limit. Um, you know, and this, this connects, um, to the, to the point before. So, um, you know, if we don't know what our why is, then it's so easy to just, you know, give up when the going gets, um, tough. Um, but you know, when, when things don't go our way and, you know, we do either fail at something or we don't get given that opportunity or, you know, you go for a job interview and you don't get the job, you know, yeah, it can feel quite devastating if that's something that you really wanted. However, you know, you want to feel those emotions, but you want to give yourself a time limit so that you don't spend days, weeks, just kind of wallowing in, you know, a place of kind of self-pity and then not moving forwards. But also, we don't want to cover all of that up by pretending everything's fine and we haven't processed the emotions. So, you know, finding that kind of middle ground point there is so important. 
bringing awareness number four bringing awareness to what i place meaning on and practicing non-judgmental awareness when we go inward and create time for stillness we spend time in nature and journal out our fears our thoughts we can get a really good idea on what's directing our life i spent a lot of time journaling in 2018 I uncovered more fears, but the biggest one was uncovering my judgments, particularly how I judge myself and what I've made this mean about myself. For example, I completed a training called The Bridge Experience in 2018, and I realized I've been running a story that I'm small and I'm shy, and that's been running for most of my life, to be honest. And by viewing myself in this way, I've allowed others to treat me the same. And my life in some respects has reflected this back to me. You see, there's so much power and freedom when we realize that we're responsible for our thoughts and how our life is directed. And when we can begin to identify the thought patterns, we can then begin to change the story. And then as we change the story, we begin to change our lives. Number five, self-love and self-acceptance is everything. This relates to the above point. When we judge ourselves, we create a mini war within ourselves. We all know how bad it feels to be attacked, criticized by someone else. However, what we are unaware of most of the time is how we're doing this to ourselves all the time. You know, saying things like, you should have a flatter stomach, or you're so awkward in social situations, or if you were prettier, you'd have a partner, or... You always mess up at work. Or, when I lose weight, then I'll buy that dress. When we become aware of what these thoughts and stories are that are on repeat, we can then unravel them and replace them with much kinder words that soothe, that are tender to the body and the mind. And then we can just notice what blossoms from this place. So it's like, you know, imagine if you're nasty to a child you know, you're telling the child off or, or an animal as well, like a dog, you know, you're telling the dog off. Do you think that that child or that dog is going to blossom in front of you if you're telling it that it's bad all the time or it should be a different way than it is? Of course it won't. So our bodies and our um, and the way that we feel within, this is also impacted by the way we talk to ourselves. Number six, be less attached and practice passionate detachment. So being less attached to how people need to be for us, to material possessions, to how things should be, or how we need others to be for us. When we become attached to ideals in relationships or situations, we can put a lot of pressure on these things. We can then either find that these expectations are not met, and we're disappointed, or we find ourselves gripping and literally holding on in our bodies, creating stress in our entire body, in our systems. And neither of these things is healthy. However, my coach said something recently to me that really resonated. She said, hold it lightly. So if you're working on a project or you're navigating a relationship, then notice where you're clinging to a set outcome. Can you release your grip? Can you have an intention that and take relevant action, but also be soft around the outcome? Now, 
this is such a difficult one. It is, it's not the easiest thing to do. However, with a bit of consciousness, with a bit of awareness, I really believe that we can, and I have experienced it as well, we can just soften around the edges of what we're looking to achieve. So we're still taking the actions, we still have the positivity around it, but if it doesn't work out, then we're not so attached that we're going to be absolutely devastated. Um, and this can have a huge you know, impact on our lives. And I really do believe that the energy that we change within ourselves can then be felt by others. So by allowing people, situations to be as they are, can really release so much pent up energy within our bodies so that we can direct that energy more positively in our lives. Number seven, practice. What we do every day makes up our week our months, years, and our lives. So what are you practicing? Are you practicing daily stress? Are you practicing busyness, rushing, no time for yourself? Or are you practicing something like, you know, healthy eating, uh, getting up a little earlier in the morning, practicing stillness, practicing connection to self through journaling or yoga or inquiry, What is it that you're practicing? In 2018, as I mentioned before, I practiced journaling a lot. I practiced sitting on my yoga mat and asking myself questions and allowing myself to feel and to hear the answers from within myself. I practiced creating more space in my life for the things that truly matter to me. I practiced unbusying myself. I practiced setting boundaries, these types of things. So really looking at what it is that you're practicing in life and is that in alignment with what's most important to you? Small deliberate actions inspired by your true desires really do help to create a life you love. Number eight, it's okay to change. Realizing that this is okay. I used to think it, life was a linear process like a masculine way of living, getting more, increasing my income, climbing the corporate ladder, upgrading my car, my home. And it wasn't until I got six, seven years ago and had to reassess my life that I realized that I was living in complete misalignment with the person I had become. Since that time, I began to create more space in my life to meditate and get still, to review my values, where I'm going, and how I feel from within myself. And this year, I've become aware more than ever that like nature, everything is changing, including ourselves. And that what served us two years ago may not serve us now, and that is totally okay. So finding that okayness with the fact that we are always changing and that we go through different seasons of our lives. So we can actually have multiple lives in the one life. We don't always have to be exactly the same and that's okay. Number nine, finding support and saying yes to yourself. This past year, I've invested hugely in my personal growth and development. To me, this is where I gain a huge amount of fulfillment and internal growth. To be held 
accountable, to be challenged and to be supported um, is something that I really value highly. Um, a number of years ago, I made a commitment to go like the whole way, you know, to really delve into all of the areas that I've been keeping myself stuck in life, to explore the mind-body connection and to then from this place share that out from myself in helping other people from a yoga and um, coaching perspective. Ask yourself questions, number 10, self-coaching. So when you come across stumbling blocks, feel a little stuck in life, start to ask yourself powerful questions. Get a journal and start writing. Ask yourself, what am I resisting? What am I avoiding? Why am I doing this? It definitely takes some practice, but the more you do it, you'll be surprised by what arises for you. Um, And this is something that I started doing last year that has been really profound, which is to actually start my journaling with questions, with powerful questions where I've unraveled a little bit more and I can see that there's something feeling not quite right within my body and I want to know what is going on. So I will write the question and then I will sit there breathing and wait until the answer begins to arise and then write. Sometimes I found that nothing did come up. Other times something really profound arrived onto the page and it's really helped me to unravel a lot of things last year. Number 11, I think it is. Yes. Take good care of yourself. So as we go through life, it can be really tempting to treat ourselves like a machine, always doing and achieving, looking towards the next thing. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But how are we being as we're doing? Are we trying to prove ourselves working to the bone at the sacrifice of eating well, being around our loved ones? Do we feel connected to what we're doing? And we've got to make sure that we're also serving ourselves, getting eight hours sleep a night, eating the rainbow of fruit and veg, and drinking water and taking time to just be. I ran a workshop just recently on this exact subject, so taking good care of yourself. And you know the things like getting the eight hours of sleep and um, exercising every day and eating lots of fruits and vegetables these are so important but so are things like setting boundaries having you know healthy supportive habits setting boundaries with people in our lives with ourselves as well so and things like you know technology what's our relationship with technology you know what types of things can we do so that we're best supported to bring our best selves into the world day to day Number 12, and this is the last one, discomfort of growth. When we start to change our unhealthy habits, our ways of being that don't serve us, and the patterns that we've been, you know, following year after year, we can start to experience some discomfort. Yeah, (laughs) this is such a big one for me. I have experienced a lot of discomfort these past few years as I've confronted a lot of fears, some past traumas, I've unraveled unsupportive and limiting beliefs. The thing is, this is part of the process. The other side of this is freedom. There's lightness and a whole lot more joy. I am so committed to continue unraveling as I want to be the most expansive, loving, fully expressed person I can be. And this is something that arises when I work with my clients as well. 
Something is not working in their lives. Maybe they feel unfulfilled, stressed, low in energy, and they want to have more direction and feel vibrant again. And as they begin taking the action to get there, they do confront some hurdles. Excuses arise, fears pop up, old patterns appear. And this is the point. This is the point where it can be so easy to give up on ourselves. But if we can know that this is a part of the process, that it is possible to feel through the discomfort and still take action, then this is where the growth comes in. Um, And this is one of the reasons or a big part of the reasons why I support clients as a coach and why I have a coach myself as well. Because, you know, I believe in human potential. I believe that we're here to support one another to thrive. And I know that it's really hard to do this all alone. For sure, there are things that we can do alone, like journaling and things like that. However, if we're left to our own devices, it can be so easy to get caught up in our heads, to get caught up into the fear-based thinking and to act small and think of ourselves small in the world as well. Um, and I, you know, I've done both. I've, I've worked um, on my own through a whole bunch of stuff and I've also worked um, with coaches and different healers to help me shift some things from within. Um, I know firsthand that working with coaches has really helped to propel me forward much faster than if I had done it purely on my own. They're providing me the support, encouragement and accountability to help me stay on track and ensure that I don't listen to the negative voice that wants to, at times, give up. (laughs) So there you go, guys. They are my 12, I suppose, revelations that I had in 2018. Um, You know, it has been, you know, 2018 was quite an incredible year for me. Um, I learned a lot. I grew a lot from within. And I really feel that 2019 is going to be, you know, putting a lot of this into into action now, putting a lot of the learnings that I've had into action and serving others in a much greater way than I have over the last few years. So watch this space. If you are looking to um, take on a coach um, and you're exploring different options or if some of the things that I said today really resonated, please know that I have free 30-minute discovery calls for potential clients. So if this is something that interests you, I would love to speak to you, find out what's going on with you and see if we're a good match um, to take you higher and further along your personal journey to achieve really the, the life that you truly desire but also so deserve thanks guys i look forward to speaking to you soon bye and there you have it thank you so much for listening and i do hope that you enjoyed this episode and gained some new insights if you're enjoying this podcast please do share it with friends you think may benefit from the message and if you'd like to rate the show and give it a review on iTunes, not only would I be so happy, but this will also help increase the show's visibility so that more people can benefit from the messages. I would love to connect with you. So you can find me on Instagram. My handle is underscore Claire with an I and an E Bradshaw underscore. I so totally can't wait to connect with you soon. Have a beautiful day.